and welcome back to A Pagan Heart in Maine. On today's show, we have an interview with the wonderful Jenna Green. And to start off today's show, this is S.J. Tucker with April Fool's Day. Last weekend, the family and I went over to the first annual Magical Marketplace and Psychic Fair in Salem, New Hampshire, and we had a wonderful time. There were some great vendors, and we got to listen to groups like Feather Scale, The Windborn Trio, and Jenna Green. The next day at the hotel, I had the opportunity to sit down with Jenna and talk about her new album, new bandmates, and looking forward toward her next album. Here's the interview. Enjoy. And welcome back. Today I am here with the wonderful Jenna Green, and we are here to talk about her new album. It's just released. It's called Wild Earth Child. So tell us about the new album. The new album is a little bit different for me. The first album was based on Celtic mythology and had a lot of Celtic and New Age inspired songs on it. But this one, I branched out from my Celtic style. Uh, there's a couple of Celtic songs on there, but I 
went into more of a world folk arena and started bringing in not only influences from all around the world, we have Spanish and Middle Eastern and African influences, but also those mythologies, bringing in new mythologies from all around the world and kind of getting out of my comfort zone of my knowledge of, of Celtic mythology and Celtic music and, and pushing myself into those other areas and really exploring those other spiritualities and how they're different, but more than how they're different, how they're the same and what the common ground is because I really have a love for finding the common ground in all kinds of spiritualities. Now, I did want to ask, because uh, last time you were on the program, we talked about the Kickstarter program for this album and everything. I want to give the listeners a little bit of an uh, idea. How did you originally get involved in singing? How did What brought you to the point now that you have two wonderful albums out here? What brought you to the place where you wanted to do this and actually sing for a living? I started out singing in my family's church at 10 years old. I was asked to be a soloist and continued to be a soloist through my high school times and got into choirs and choruses while I was in school. Um, and I always went back to spiritual music, even when I went into pop music, you know, when you're a teenager. And when I was a teenager, Tiffany and Debbie Gibson were just the most amazing things in the whole entire world. And I look back now and it's just so funny to, <laughs> to listen to that music. But I really loved spiritual music. And in my teens, I started to learn about Celtic lore. And I started to learn that that was a part of my own family history and just the way that the Celts looked at life and how everything is connected and how we're all connected to the earth, we're all connected to the land and all of the beautiful green messages in that tradition um, really spoke to me. And so that became a part of my writing and my writing in my teens completely shifted where, where I was writing um, my own music and it wasn't pop music anymore, it was very folky, it was very Celtic, it was very spiritual and kind of getting mystical. Um, and over the years I continued to write and I continued to sing just for myself, just as kind of as a stress reliever. It was my, that was my therapy, that was my self-therapy. And I stopped performing through my 20s when I was 27. I had my daughter and I was getting ready to go back to my job. I had my corporate day job that I hated. Mm -hmm. I was getting ready to go back to that and my husband said, music is what you want to do. Music is in your heart. You're not going back to work. You're making this your full-time job. So it was his support that became my springboard, recording my own stuff, getting out there and performing what I loved to perform and performing my own messages and what I wanted to, to give to the community. You mentioned that you listen to a lot of pop music. Now, one of the songs on your new album is more of a pop-type tune. What was the inspiration for uh, Phoenix? Phoenix? It's so funny. Phoenix went in a completely different direction than I ever imagined it would. Phoenix started out as a simple folk chant that I would sing pretty much a cappella while Doug played the bar on for me, which is an Irish brain drum. That's mm -hmm. how we played it for at least two years. Everywhere we went, we performed that song. It was very simple, very bare bones. And then I wanted a little something more for it. I wanted Celtic. I was thinking maybe a little Celtic rock, which mm -hmm. was a little bit out of my comfort zone to do Celtic rock rather than Celtic. And I gave it to my friend uh, Robert McClung, who also did arrangements and instrumentation for the rock band Feather Scale, who I absolutely love. Well, Feather Scale's great. Yeah, I, uh, we shared the stage with them just yesterday, and I'm often their background singer when we do shows mm -hmm. together. And so I gave it to Robert, and he loves heavy metal. He loves the hard <laughs> stuff. He loves electric guitar, and he plays like 20 different instruments. And so. He took it and he just ran with it and he put everything but the kitchen sink in it and just, it just took on a life of its own and he just made it this like powerful, and if you think about the phoenix and the mythology of the phoenix and everything be behind the phoenix, it's fire power. It is a powerful mythology. It's all about finding the power within yourself. And so it was perfect that he ended up giving it this rock edge and even like this taste of heavy metal in there with the guitar, the electric fiddle and the electric guitars. So it just, 
it wasn't at all my vision, but I was able to separate myself from it. And a lot of times I can't because they're my babies, but mm-hmm. I was able to separate myself from this song and say, okay, Rob, run with it. And he did. He just did a beautiful, beautiful job. Wonderful. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to that song right now. So this is uh, Jenna Green with Phoenix. such a great song. Now, the name of the album is Wild Earth Child, and the title track for that, how did you come about? Wild Earth Child, um, there isn't actually a song specifically called Wild Earth Child, but the chorus of my Green Man song is Wild Earth Child Returned to the Land. So we kind of did Green Man and then subtitled it Wild Earth Child, and that became the title track. And it's just a song about returning to the land because 
we're also disconnected. We're disconnected from each other. We're disconnected from ourselves. We're disconnected from our bodies and our minds and our spirits. And we're disconnected from nature. And we've all kind of forgotten how how connected we need to be to nature, how nature feeds us and we need fresh air and we need sunlight and we need good organic food or we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. And we've gotten into this culture, especially in America, where we're all going to box stores and we're all going to grocery stores and these like super Walmarts and super stop and shops. And it's disconnecting us more and more from who we are and where we come from. And so Green Man is really about the it, the green man in Celtic mythology is the protector of the land and we all need to go back to being the protectors of the land so that we can protect ourselves and protect our children our future generations and so that's what that song is about wonderful wonderful so now with this album you are adding more instrumentation you are adding more things to it and along with that you've added a new band member to the group yes so let's go ahead. We'll introduce him now. Come on over here, Alex. I'll let you go ahead and uh, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And you are? I'm Alex Aponte. I play percussion for Jenna's uh, group. And I'm having the time of my life. Great, great. Now, how did you get started as far as uh, drumming and percussion and all of that? I come from a very musical family. Uh, both two of my uncles play uh, percussion on uh, groups in Puerto Rico. My father was a drummer, and everybody in the family played some type of instrument, whether it was a guitar, string instrument, or a percussion instrument. I ended up with the side of the family that played percussion. So I've been playing since I was about six years old. But most of my influences were Latin percussion, Latin jazz. How do you find that influencing, and I'll ask that for both of you and Jenna, how do you find the Latin influence with the drums mixing with the Celtic sound, how that is as melding together? I, I've never ever pictured it or even thought of it um, because I knew nothing about Celtic music until Doug approached me one time and said he wanted to kind of branch out our sound and he invited me to, uh, to sit along and, and play some rhythms. And I first I couldn't, I thought to myself, this is gonna be difficult for me because I've never really ever played or I never really listened to Celtic music other than stuff that I heard Jenna do. And I had never played on any kind of Celtic music. And then as I, I, as I started to listen to the music, I thought, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna make this transition? And I closed my eyes and listened to the music and I can actually visualize that sound that should be there. And that's how it, what made it easier for me. When Alex first got together with us, that he provided this driving force and this fiery passion that it just added so much life to what I was already doing. And in my mind, I would never put Latin percussion together with Celtic music. But we had this one kind of aha moment when we were all sitting together and we were working on this old, old Scottish song called Himina Morvana, and a lot of people know it as The Mist-Covered Mountains, and it's a song about returning home. And Alex said, I hear the war drums from, from Braveheart. I hear it in my head. And so Doug cool. was like, do it, do it right now. Just, <laughs> just hear the war drums and put them in. He put them in, and oh my God, it just transformed that song from this light airy fairy song into this powerful powerful ballad and then we we started putting in um the symbols at really critical points in the song and there's this one point where we just completely break the song down and i'm plucking these chords really hard while he's banging these <laughs> bass notes on the drum and it's become for i think for the three of us our favorite song in the set never ever would have pictured it and and i I remember going around telling people yesterday, because I'm so excited about this trio, so I'm telling all of my friends who I haven't seen since Pagan Pride season last year mm -hmm. um, what I'm doing, what I'm up to, and, and this new sound that we have, because really all of my songs, even if they're songs that I've performed before, they're brand new now. It's a totally new sound, and so I'm so excited. And so I've been telling people that we're, we're melding together my Celtic, Doug's, partially Celtic, but also Native American because he plays Native flutes, and then Alex's Latin percussion. Now, you would never think that those three influences would work together, 
but they just come together so beautifully. And I, a couple of my friends said to me yesterday, and I just thought this was so wise, they said, well, all of those traditions come completely from spirit. And so you're mixing those spiritual elements so that, together. And there it's is a common all, thread. Yeah, it's all this common thread about, if you think about all of these traditions, like Puerto Rico, it's so about community. Music is about coming together. Celtic, if you think about the music, it's about it's about spirituality, it's about inner work, and then bringing that to the community. And if you think about Native American, they're all meeting around the fire, they're all working together, they're all sharing their stories together. And all of these traditions have so much in common, and so it just, it makes sense that it all works together. And it's so in line with the message that I'm trying to convey on Wild Earth Child of that we're not so different, that we're all alike, that we all have these common threads, that we all have these beautiful spirits and we all have something to share together with each other. That's great. Um, do we want to bring Doug into the conversation here? <laughs> we said that the third member of our trio, uh, my beloved husband, who is also my co-producer and sound director and manager and wears many, many, many hats, so we will uh, bring him in and let him give his uh, comments on the situation. Hello. Yeah, I was just going to say, go ahead and say hi to the, to the audience. <laughs> hello, hello, audience on, on every continent in the world now. Every continent I've, I've in the heard, world. I've heard. Hello to all our friends in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, Big Murdo Station. Give them a shout out. So now you're, uh, you're a musician in the group. You, you play uh, the flute, and I've heard you play some of the drums and the beatbox. and. Mm -hmm. But you're also a behind-the-scenes technician for the group. You do a lot of the, the moving the little dials and stuff. And sure, that's that's really how we kind of got going. Uh, I started doing the. Uh, I was a horn player for years when I was in. I started when I was in grammar school and then in high school and such, and played in jazz bands and dance bands and that type of thing. But I'd put it away for a long time. Uh, I always loved music, but hadn't wasn't actively doing it anymore. I sort of put it away for my love for theater and got involved in technical theater and production production aspect of things. Uh, and so when Jenna started doing this, uh, I I bought a little uh, four track recorder, and that's how we recorded her first mm -hmm. song ideas. I actually came home. I love to tell this story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually came home one day uh, for lunch, and uh, Jenna was so painfully shy she she couldn't sing in public. And I never really, I knew she wrote songs and she liked to sing. But I never realized to what extent, and I came home from uh, work one day for lunch, and I found her singing into the answering machine. And what she would do was sing into the telephone answering machine, hit the button, play the message back, and then record the, sing a harmony to what was on the answering oh, machine, okay. and record herself on a little on She a made, little her, tape, own, on a she little made tape. her own separate track. Exactly, <laughs> on a little tape recorder. So I said, well, if we want to do this, let's, let's do it right. Let's get a couple of microphones and a little four-track, and that's how it started. And then we moved from the four-track little cassette tape things that we used to have, a little Tascam uh, four-track, into a digital recorder. And then I said, well, if we're going to do this, we have to do it right. And so we, we uh, found a Grammy Award-winning uh, studio not far from us, uh, who's now won his second Grammy, actually. So he's a wow. multi-awarding, <laughs> Grammy Award-winning producer. And he's produced both of our albums. And that was a celebration sound, first in Warren, then they moved to uh, Seekonk, Massachusetts. So that's, uh, but yeah, so my, my contribution has been mostly technical. Uh, and then when she started to want to do other things, to do more things live, I said, well, I can start to learn, you know, some of these instruments because you, your time is taken up, you know, singing. And then she wanted to learn the harp. So we were just sort of trying to maximize the, uh, the amount of hands that we had. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that Alex has come on board and uh, has added such a new depth and a new energy to the percussion, it's freed me up to learn even more things. We're going to start adding didgeridoo, I think, uh, oh, wow. uh, sometime soon. Yeah, to some of some of her new sort of tribal, this sort of new tribal song that, that we're kind of developing. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But it's allowed me to not have to worry about whether I play flute or drum because I always have Alex to take, you know, to take the percussion and uh, so I can switch back and forth. So it's been, it's been a great, uh, the last two or three months have been extremely exciting for us. So, so let me ask you, when, when you first encouraged Jenna to pursue her dream, did you have any idea that you'd get to this point and even going forward that you would have two albums and the uh, uh, performing and stuff? Uh, it's one of those things that you have to you have to sort of take it where it leads. You know, the the path you can't set out a predetermined path. 
I knew that she had a lot of very special songs. When I actually started, when she actually started really sharing with me, you know, some of these songs that she had written, uh, I knew there was something very, there was a great depth uh, to, to her songwriting. And so I knew that that would connect with certain people. I knew that it would definitely connect with people in the pagan community because that was our own spirituality. Uh, and so I knew that there would be a connection there. But as we went forward, we started getting email from all over the world from people who were saying, this song, you know, I'm a born-again Christian, but this song really resonated with me. And it kind of confused her at the time. But people bring themselves to whatever it is that you're doing. You know, mm -hmm. they bring their own experiences, their own life well, it touches, turmoil. it touches their spirituality. Right, in, in, in whatever way they need at the time. Yeah. And uh, that's really the beauty of any spiritual art, is that you're, you're putting it out there from where you are when you wrote it, from the thing that you were going through when you wrote it, but everybody's going through their own issues, and so they're going to bring it to their issues, and it's going to touch them on their own level, and, and that's something that's been really rewarding for me as far as songwriting. One of the most touching things that we had gotten from the first album Genesis on Crossroads, which is basically sort of uh, working through problems, finding it and realizing that you can go on, whatever whatever your situation is. And finding the power within. Finding that power within to do that. We had an email from a woman who said, I was contemplating suicide, and I heard your song, and it was the right thing at the right time, and it's inspired me to go get help and to you know to move on with my life and to realize that things can get better. So when you, when you get emails uh, of that nature, you realize there is something very special there you know it's not just it's not just us that there's something very special happening it's funny how you always get those intensely beautiful emails right when you feel like giving up mm. right when you've like come back from a tour and you're exhausted and you didn't sell any cds and then you get an email like that and the universe is saying you got to keep going you're on the right track yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. there's never never a thing such as coincidence i never believe in coincidence i believe that yeah. everything is for a reason right. yeah absolutely and it's funny like she says it's always when you need it the most it seems to, it seems mm -hmm. to get get something like you have nothing's happened for a week or a month or whatever and and so all of a sudden you get that little you know that something comes together this is the way it did with alex mm -hmm. uh it was the right time in his life it was the right time for us to, to be doing something during the winter time or we can prepare for this season and uh so it's a, a lot of we had we had another changes. little miracle happen after we all got together after we had this together we were like okay now how are we going to get us all places because <laughs> we have a oh, little yeah. pontiac grand am so we've been literally playing car tetris with for the yeah, last few yeah. years barely barely fitting our own stuff and our child in so now all of a sudden we have a whole set of congas and cymbals and uh and other drums and, and things to get in and a dear friend of ours said, well, I've got this Ford Expedition. I'm trading it. I've never had a new car in my life, and, and they wouldn't give me anything for my gas-guzzling Ford Expedition. <laughs> and, I, and she said, basically, would you like it? So it was basically gifted to us. Doug practically uh, fell on the ground and kissed her feet. Yeah, it was, wow. it was, it was a very, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was an emotional day. But all of a sudden, we realized, and it all came together within a few weeks of, of, yeah. of Alex joining us and, and trying to puzzle this type of thing out as we as we start to come to places like New Hampshire and Maine and, and then a few weeks North Carolina and Virginia and Maryland. And so how are we going to get us all on the road? Well, we're all on the road. We're all on the road. Yeah. So the uh, universe is moving energy and providing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I and I and it and it's it, it always amazes me. I don't say I'm surprised by it anymore, but it's always fun to watch the show. It's like watching mm -hmm. the fireworks show and you're never quite sure what the next one is going to be, what the next you know, beautiful explosion is gonna is gonna be. So. And, and a lot of people aren't aware of that. Sure. You know? Well a lot of but people it's, think. Not, it's nice to be able to see that and to actually look out and see how the universe is is providing things and helping you grow and just get where you need to go. Right. And it, and it's uh it's it's wonderful to watch the show. Uh, Jenna's sister had said to her recently, uh, Jenna's mom has always been real worried about us because, you know, we don't have a, a, a conventional, we don't follow a conventional, a conventional path. We don't path have a quote-unquote real job. Yeah, we don't have yeah. a real job. <laughs> um, I do occasionally, <laughs> but I enjoy my real job. But she was telling her sister that she was had been really worried, and, and her sister said, don't worry, Mom. Jen leads a more magical life than anybody I know. Magic always happens to her, and stuff always comes through for them. So if there was any one song on the album that would encompass what the album's about, what would that be? I'd like to say Green Man because that's my title track, but it's really not. It's really Affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah, Affirmation is my favorite song on the album. That's, that's who I am. That's what I'm about. 
Well, let's go ahead and listen to that track now. And this is Affirmation from Janet Green. We also have here a fourth member of the trio who uh, we actually heard sing yesterday, and uh, I'll let you go ahead and introduce her. This is Sarah Alyssa Green, and she is my wonderful little fairy daughter. She's eight years old, and she has been actually singing with us since the beginning. Since four years old, she's been up singing a song that we co-wrote together. Do you want to tell them what's the name of that song? The Marshmallow Song. And what's it about? Marshmallows. <laughs> of course. Toasting and enjoying what else? marshmallows and s'mores. Can what else? It's called the Marshmallow Song. <laughs> can, can you sing a verse with it for, for my audience? You sing the chorus. When the summer says hello, it's time for marshmallows. Get a moosey toasty, crispy brownie yellow. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and there's a new song that we've been singing together. We've been doing a little duet. You want to tell them about that song? It's the garden song, and my mom actually wrote it, but she just thought that one day we were going to a church, and she had to teach me the garden song, and then from then on, she just wanted us to sing it together. And what's that song about? Following your dreams. Following your dreams. Nice. Very nice. Can you tell them what's what's something that's a musical goal for you? Do you have a musical goal? Do you have a dream for your music? Um, no, not really. Actually, <laughs> yes, I do. Can you tell everybody? Make a new album. Make my make album. album. She would like oh. to make her very own album. So we're talking about that as well because nice. um, the Marshmallow song has come into 
great demand, and so we need to get a recording of that song. Everyone goes like, "Can I hear the marshmallow song? Do we it, get to hear the marshmallow song?" <laughs> is it out yet? Is it out yet? <laughs> what do you mean? They want a CD. They want a recording of it. <laughs> no, it's not out yet, but we will make it. It's coming. We will make it. Wonderful. <laughs> we'll look forward to that. We'll make sure to have you back on the program when the album comes out as well. And um, another another thing is she is my muse, especially when it comes to fairy lore. Sarah is an absolute fairy expert, and there are quite a few songs that I have written with her as my inspiration. One of them is Believe, which I wrote as a bedtime song for her. But always believing in fairies and what fairies always teach us, believe in yourself and your dreams. And I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and listen to that song now. So this is Believe from Jenna Green. What an adventure we've had, my friend. But even fairy balls must have an as you recount the dances in your head, I'll tuck you safely in your bed. I must fly though, I won't be far, just wish on mushroom, stone or star. Fairies wrong, but never leave. If in your heart you Never part. 
and fairy queens when you So, where do you see the trio going forward? Do we are, do we see a third album in the works, or? Yes, absolutely, because we have so much new material that we've been working with, and just having a wonderful time experimenting with all of these different layers of sound. And like Doug was saying earlier, I've always wanted to add didgeridoo because it's something that Doug's played for a while, and it goes right along with with the whole idea of what we're doing, we actually discovered recently something called a digbone, which is a combination of didgeridoo and trombone. So hmm. it frees you up to change the pitch of the drone that you're using. So you can almost use it like a bass line. Oh, it wow. can become like this primal bass line under the Celtic music with the Latin percussion over it. And we're just so excited to experiment oh, wow. with all of these yeah. different layers and bring all of these different things together. And I've been singing a lot of traditional tunes because I come from the Celtic background. So I've been singing a lot of Celtic traditional tunes over the years. And now those Celtic traditional tunes, like I was saying, they're no longer these melodic harp ethereal things. Now they're these passionate works of art with all of these different layers. And we're so excited to share that with everybody. And just from the set list of the stuff that we're doing right now, we've got a whole, we've got enough material for a whole new album. Another thing that, that we really want to do is take our musical show to a more dramatic level because Doug and Alex both come from a theatrical background. Uh, they've both written plays and starred in plays and Doug and Alex both have done some movie work and they both come from uh, a writing background as well as a performing background. So they've been behind the scenes. Doug has a sound technical background. So they've been in front of the audience and behind the scene. And they're both good musicians. So we've got this whole thing that we can present as a theatrical show as well with bringing in more costumes and lighting and, and sound effects and just adding all of those different layers to make it a real stage show, not just a musical concert, but you're coming and you're having this whole experience, which we hope for people would be a moving and emotional and spiritual experience. So are we going to be seeing like uh, a little Stonehenge, like from Spinal Tap, <laughs> with Maybe little people knows. dancing around? There's going to be lots of surprises. <laughs> There's going to be lots of surprises in the near future. Um, and we're still working out how it's all going to come together, but but it's been a good journey and, and it's only been a few months, so the sky's the limit as far as where we can go with this. How about uh, music videos? Should we be seeing some stuff on YouTube at any point? Yes, uh, very soon. Uh, we just did a concert together at a beautiful theater in Attleboro, Massachusetts, and we had a whole, the whole lighting effects behind us. So. We're going to be putting some of those videos from that performance up on YouTube, and we do hope to do an official video presentation to a more very professional thing that we put together. We've talked about maybe doing a Kickstarter for that, or possibly doing a concert video and then a CD with that as one package. And we've got a lot of ideas that we're, we're throwing around and trying to decide. Great. where we go because we definitely want to be able to provide not only a, a, a beautiful show but also beautiful recordings for people to take home to experience that show in their own homes. So the Kickstarter program ended successfully yes. and the albums are now printed. Yes, they are now physically in my hands. 
it did take a while longer than I expected. We did have some manufacturing issues that put us behind schedule, but they are in my hands and they are going out to sponsors within the next few days. And we're very happy to be able to get everybody's um, thank you gifts and CDs out to them. And I just wanted to say thank you and I appreciate you so much to everybody who supported, everybody who sent the link out to their friends, everybody who introduced my music to completely new people. The Kickstarter alone was an exciting journey and Doug and I kept saying to each other over and over, even if this Kickstarter, even if this fundraiser is not successful, what it has done to get my name out there and all of the friends, all of the community members that helped just made this made my fan base explode. I just, I have new listeners. I had people who had never heard of me before sponsoring me from Italy and South Africa and the UK and Australia wow. and it was just amazing. I had these really famous authors like Phaedra Bonowitz and some other people mm -hmm. that I just absolutely love and respect plugging my project and it, it just like it, it chokes me up. It, it makes me so teary-eyed that these people who in my realm are so famous saying you need to get this next CD. You well, need to hear about this project. I think the thing you need to realize too is that in our community you are famous also. I mean, you've given us so much with your music, and it and your music just uh, takes you to a place. I mean, I remember when you first just had the MP3s out there, and I first started playing you on the on the show, and the comments I would get from people. So I don't think it's so much that you know so many famous people; it's that you are a famous person now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it it's amazing being in this realm because being an artist you, you're definitely not a millionaire when you're an independent artist but the life that I lead is so incredible that I just in my day-to-day quote-unquote work the artists and the musicians and the authors that I get to meet the, the event coordinators and the festivals that I get to experience are just amazing it's it's an amazing ride that's wonderful that is great and we all support each other, and that's that's the most fun part, is when you can can constantly cross promote people. Like um, one of one of my favorite musicians is Kellyana, and she's like my sister. We're constantly cross promoting each other, and it's just it's so much fun. And she's coming out with a new album here in another month or two. She is, and I'm I'm very very proud to say that I got to do some background vocals for one of her songs, a Shauna Carroll song that she covered called Bless Our Planet, which is just so beautiful. It's a blessing anthem is what it is. And and also she is recording a song that I wrote. So this is a first for me nice. that she there's this song that I rarely ever do. It's a really it's it's a it's a strong chance. It's it's, I really like it, but it's not something that I do a lot. It's called, it's a Lou song. It's a song in honor of Lou and in honor of the, the Lunasa time of year. And I think because of the seasonal nature of it, that's why I don't do it so much because it only seems like it fits in July. Uh -huh. And she heard it and she loved it. And she said, I can hear myself doing this song. I can hear myself. I can hear the drum. And so she, she took it from me. I said, Go for it, please. I would be honored if you put it on this album. And so she's going to be recording a song that I wrote. That's great. Now, you can also find a link to the pre-order for Kellyanna's album also on my webpage at www.paganheartandmain.com. Yes. As anybody who follows independent artists know, the studio costs are the hardest part of getting mm -hmm. out a new product. And so she's using her pre-orders to get her through that final leg of the journey financially. So anybody who buys a pre-order, you are actually sponsoring the project. You are helping that album to come about. So please consider pre-ordering if you are a Goddess Music fan in any way. You will love Kellyanna's upcoming CD. And I will go ahead and uh, play one of her songs here at the end of the show as well. So where can people come to see you here now coming up in the next few months so if they want to hear Jenna Green? In the next few months, uh, the trio will be going to uh, Festival of Legends, which is a new mythological fair down in North Carolina. I believe it's festivalofflegends.com, and you can also get the information on my website. And I'm really looking forward to that one. We'll be doing several concerts there. 
there for anybody else in the Carolinas in that area we are going to be doing a couple of other smaller venues some magical stores in that area so keep an eye out for that we'll also be headlining at the Maryland Fairy Festival this year nice. in May I'm very excited about that we'll be on the main stage for that whole weekend and I'm, I'm so honored to be returning to that festival and it's actually going to be at Ramblewood I believe this year in Darlington Maryland where a lot of larger eco-friendly goddess type festivals happen mm -hmm. so it's a place that already is known for those kind of festivals so i expect it's going to be an amazing turnout this year and they're also going from two days to three days this year so that shows the success and the hard work that they've put in to make this happen and the fairy festivals are just really special to me because that's a place where the mythology that i love comes alive and is really celebrated and it's not just about being pagan or a buddhist or whatever you are it's about the common ground it's about the lore it's about what our ancestors taught and our ancestors all talk the same things, and we're just coming around to uh, listening to them now, thousands of years later. So it's really wonderful, magical place. That's great. And they can find all this information on your website, which yes. is www.greenladymusic.com. There is a calendar page. And also, um, if you really want to follow my music, the new projects coming up, where I'm going to be, I encourage you to get on my mailing list, which you can also sign up through. The website and I do send out free music and I'm also going to be sending out some different music magic tips and some different chant tips because I also do workshops so you'll be able to get little tidbits from my workshops and you'll be able to hear some of the brand new music I'm only sending these demos out to my fans so if you're on the mailing list you will receive free music and you'll get to hear songs before anybody else does now Sandy and I sat in your chant workshop yesterday and I just want to let the listeners know that it was absolutely wonderful. It was great. Thank you. And there's so much in there that you can take into yourself and get from that. It Definitely, if you have a chance to go to that workshop, definitely go. So uh, we're going to close out the interview with another song from Jenna's album. This is Green Man. And I just wanted to say thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. The whole, the whole Green Lady clan is here today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Lord of the dance, king of the forest, all of nature joy.
I want to give special thanks to Doug Green for letting me use his equipment for the interview and also for a lot of the post-production editing for the interview itself. So I'm trying something new and thought I would hold a contest. Here's the question. On what three songs by Featherscale can you hear Jenna Green singing? All correct entries need to be received by the end of April when I will draw a winner from a hat. The winner will receive a free copy of Wild Earth Child by Jenna Green. And you can email me the answers at graywolf at paganheartandmain.com or you can message me on Facebook. So I'm going to call this episode 41 and as always, all music played here on A Pagan Heart is used with permission of the artist. Background music for the show is from Dan O. And you can find links to all of the artists at www.paganheartandmain.com under the musical artist link at the top of the page. Also, I want to mention again, Kellyanna is having a new album come out next month. And there's a pre-order link on my website. And as promised, to close out today's show, this is Kellyanna with Aphrodite and Pan. Until next time, brightest blessings. Drums are calling me through the forest in twilight at the gathering place.